Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. As long as it's all good, we want to welcome you to The House That Happens, sponsored by Shoei's Bar and Grill. The only place to be in suburban Etobicoke voted four times. The best dive bar in the city, and I'm going to believe that it's probably the best dive bar in Ontario, because when you're here, we keep the vibe alive. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And we're here to, to discuss the iconic, insidious, and insane things that happen on the field of sports. How you been doing this week, buddy? Uh, pretty good. How about yourself, Cruz? Not too bad. I just thought we'd let our listeners know that this is our year-end extravaganza where we're going to just start ranting about all the things that irritated us in 2022, correct? Yes, yeah, so I guess you can call this almost the things we hate special or the, the, hater, oh, the hater, hater, hater year in review. How about that? I think that you saw my name all over that, didn't you? <laughs> you know, I'm really starting to get a, a reputation as a bad hater. I don't know where that comes from. I mean, I get the mic and people say, Cruz, you have to hate that much. And I say, well, let's start with this. Did you see the other night in Indiana where the New York Nets sat down five of their top scorers in the game? Oh, yeah. Okay, so what I'm looking at is we should start talking to the NBA about the BS that they're presenting their players, where I'm almost saying it's hubris meets incompetence in the fact that they are so conceited about their product that they think they can sit everybody down and people are still going to show up. Yeah, but that, that's eventually, we've talked about this before, that's eventually going to fall flat on their face. But, and this is going to kind of lead into a, uh, the topic I want to get into a little bit. There's talk about them obviously lowering the schedule to like 70, 72 games. But then there's talk of a midseason tournament. So that's going to just add more games. So I, I don't know how that really helps the product at all. I don't, I don't think, think so either. And I, like you said, I'm not, okay, they do this in soccer. They said, I, I barely even. Soccer, you play once a week though. And then it, this just adds another game to your week that's it though this is like you're already, you're already playing like three games a week there's talk of too many and then you're just gonna add more it so, doesn't so make what, sense what's the mid-season tournament gonna do what's that gonna prove that someone had a hurt on in january like what is that gonna it, do it proves that the nba can <laughs> make more revenue okay so let's take about the as history. much i don't know like, they're just rebranding regular season games i don't know what it no is. no i think it's all bullshit and i'm gonna tell you why people seem to forget in my generation before your time and i brought it up a number of times people seem to forget when those games are on tape delay just over a generation oh ago. the like the finals the games finals games yeah, yeah they were okay so now we're getting to a point where okay last time i checked toronto's considered a world-class city the Los I Angeles agree. Lakers only come to town once a year. What was the lineup of the Lakers the night they played the Raptors? And oh, by the way, what was the point spread? <laughs> I don't have that on me, but I know okay, it was a lot. Okay, I'm not saying that I gamble. Okay, perhaps I gamble a bit. So we know how much Vegas is involved in this. And so when you look at the point spread and you see the Toronto Raptors are a 15 and a half point favorite over the Lakers at home. First of all, at most times, when is any team a 15 and a half point favorite? Oh, in basketball, rarely. Okay, so now you got a 15.5-point favorite in Toronto with Drake in the front row, and he's waving to LeBron and Anthony Davis, and they're all in cool street clothes. <laughs> and the guy that just came in from Sudbury, the guy that just came in from um, Owen Sound, the guy that just came in from Timmins, because they're finally going to get to see LeBron and Anthony Davis, and guess what happens? They're only coming once a year, so guess what? You don't get to see LeBron, you don't get to see Anthony Davis, you don't get to see the full Lakers um, team, you know what I'm saying? Well, what about Steph Curry? He hasn't played a game in Toronto since the final. 
That's crazy. It's and nuts. He, it's, and what's even crazier is that his girl's from Newmarket, isn't she? Yeah, she's from around here. She's Newmarket. a GTA gal. Yeah, she's a GTA gal. Not that that makes a difference in whether or not they should play here. I'm just saying it's disrespect for the franchise that a guy like Steph Curry. Now I do know. Disrespect for the league. For the league. Yeah. Say, okay, yeah. so I'm now not. A couple times he was injured. Sure. Okay, sure. and he's not going to make it this week because he's injured again. Yeah, that's fine. But he has but, done load management here. Oh, for sure. Okay. And that, I, that's the, where the disrespect comes in. Yes. Okay, so now they're saying um, Kawhi Leonard is the poster child for load management. And mm. I'm going to say, listen, there's an anomaly anywhere. There's, they really know this since he's been with the Raptors. He does have a degenerative knee. Yeah, he does. Okay, so by the time that guy's 50 or my age, he's going to be walking with a cane. We know that. So I'll give I'll give the Kawhi Leonard's of the world a pass, but I can't give, like, the New York Nets sitting all those players down. Um, the other night, um, where, where were they playing? I think it was Orlando or, or Indianapolis, and I'm John Morant. You know how much I love John Morant. Mm. They sat Morant. So what about all those people that came to see the new face of the NBA? He's sitting on the bench. Yeah, it's, it's sad. And, like, you talked about Kawhi before. It's, it kind of does relate to him because, really, San Antonio was the one that started oh, this yeah. whole thing. With Kawhi way well, back there. Before Kawhi, even. Yeah. Like, there was uh, – I think it was. It's all started. They got in hot water. They was like those uh, Sunday afternoon games on ABC, and they would sit Duncan, they would sit Parker, and they would Ginobili. sit Ginobili. Yeah. And at a certain point, the league had to get in there and be like, "Pop, like what the hell?" And he's like, "I'm sitting them." Okay, so but here's the deal. I can't at the time. If you look at those games, okay, now we're talking about the over sixty games. When Popovich was doing this, it was well into the season. Most yep. of the time, San Antonio was, like, up in their division by about 10 games. Yeah, they were, like, the second or third seed already in the West. Exactly, yeah. and they weren't moving. So it's kind of like in um, baseball, football, all those sports. If you don't have to play your guys at the end, but that's at the end of the season, mm -hmm. okay? So my theory is this. If you're so worried about back-to-backs, travel time, and all this bullshit that the other players of other generation dealt with, I'm going to say let's cut the amount of games. Why, imp why have more games? Because you're already telling us it's overtaxing the players. And you know what, Mr. Milani? I know you're a little younger than me, but I'm going to rant on this again. Better protein, better equipment, better water, better car, better whatever. That's all I hear is all the new players got all this better, but they can't do what the old players did. You know what I mean? Why? As we I got, agree. The world's got softer. <laughs> we have to cater to this up because what is society telling us? Oh, we'll help you. We'll hold your hand. Let's feel better. But no, no, no. This is competition. You send your best out. You get. You go for it. Or I don't want to watch the game. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 pretty simple. But the point with the NBA is, I'm uh, I really we we do know this is that I heard Christopher Russo had a great statement the other day. The NBA sells stars. Okay, and I get that, which is another beef of mine this year is the referees and their calls. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's just look about the NBA, and we'll bring in the NFL on this one too when you want to think about it. The bottom line is being this. Our center, Colono, or whatever the guy's name is for the Toronto Raptors, he's our rookie guy. I say this. If this guy walks on the floor, he gets a foul. What did he do? He walked on the floor. And it seems that a guy, like, he'll get three fouls in three minutes. However, if you get Kevin Durant on the floor in the first five minutes, he's pretty well got to hack someone mm -hmm. to get a foul. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I don't like these reputation calls in the NBA. No, I never have. No, and that's what I'm saying. It takes away from the game, especially. But uh, and, and here's another thing that I, I don't agree with. If you call the foul in the first uh, quarter, you got to call the same foul in the fourth quarter, which I see there's an imbalance. I yep. watch a lot of basketball games, and I see who it is and at what time, and sometimes guys don't get a call. Now, if it's Cruz out there, 
He's going to get the. He's going to be get called for the foul. If it's um, I don't know Luka Doncic or a John Morant, they seem to get away with too much. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. And like you were kind of alluding to this before, the first half, second half, the game is called differently too. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I, and I don't understand that. As as a guy that's been watching basketball for 50 years. I'm saying it's either got to be this way or the other. You know what I mean? I don't want to be in, and I don't want to bring it back down to gambling, which is everything is money anyway. But, I mean, let's say you have a couple of quid on the game and it's getting late in the game, and you see the bad foul and the guy goes in that and he takes those three shots and he covers the spread mm-hmm. when he shouldn't have been at the foul line in the first place. Yeah. Or the other thing is they don't call the foul, and you don't get the two shots at the foul line, and that gambler's pissed off. Not that we should be gambling is. um is that significant to the game? But if you see the commercials on television, you'd obviously think that gambling is the be-all and the end-all, right? Oh, yeah. By the way, we are watching um, what World was Cup now final. overtime final in a great Argentina-France game that's sitting at now 2-2. My buddy here, Mr. Milani, is riveted. He's more of a soccer guy than I am. Oh, they're calling but- that a goal. Oh, my God. Here we go. Controversy in the game. But if it's for Messi, I'll go there. I'll go there just because I'm uh, – this is what sports is all bad about. Look at me. Not a soccer guy, but I'm going, okay, Messi. That sounds good. Why? I think Messi's a pretty big player on this stage, isn't he? Oh, yeah. So in every sport, it goes that way, I think. You know what I mean? Like, it's the stars, and I don't like it. I, I want to I wanna say – get back to the point about um, where we were talking about they're selling stars. I don't mind that you're selling stars because that's a marketing thing. And if you're bringing more fans into the, the game, more people watching on TV, I get it. But if you're going to affect your product that when you hype these games up and the guys aren't there, I don't want to watch the games. Yep. So here at the house that happens, we're going to call the NBA and say, cut the games down to 72. Agreed? I'd take yep. a 72. 72 schedule. is a good number. But I think something's going to have to break because the owners always say, first of all, I think the owners are in cahoots with this too because, first of all, the owners said, oh, no, that's 10 games of revenue that we want back. Then they say... Um, then they're going to add the midseason tournament. If watch. they add the midseason tournament, I'm, I won't watch basketball. <laughs> I'll veto it for a year. Not that I'm anybody. I will veto this. We're not in Europe. We're no, in North it, America. Especially when people are complaining about too many games. It's just you're... Just going to add more games when you. It doesn't make any sense. It okay, doesn't make sense. Okay, so you're going to add a game now, and it's going to be Orlando against um, Oklahoma City. They're both 7,200 games under 500. So let's get that game up there real quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, some real riveting stuff. That's what I'm going. <laughs> and, and and you take it over one more about when we talk about selling stars. Let's go to the NFL and talk about selling stars. Mm-hmm. Some of the most egregious calls that i've seen made this year and god bless tom brady my one of my favorite footballs of all time have you seen some of the the uh roughing the quarterback calls this year in the nfl oh there's been some ludicrous ones oh i'm telling you like um i thought the best thing though was last week when um buffalo bill the linebacker come through and split mike white right in two it was the cleanest hit i've seen all year on a quarterback and they couldn't throw a flag because they nailed the guy, and I get it. Meanwhile, Tom Brady gets uh, his one ankle pushed over, and he falls down, and it's 15 yards. How does that work? I have no idea. There was one call, too, like, uh I think it was against Russell Wilson. I seen one that was atrocious. One against Aaron Rodgers, where Aaron Rodgers should have been called for um, in the grasp. And then when they fell on him, they threw the flag. I went, what? They had him because back in the day, and this is where I'm saying the old school is. I went to the Jack Lambert school of, of football, okay? And if you don't know who Jack Lambert is, he's a Hall of Fame uh, middle linebacker for the notorious 
Pittsburgh Steelers from the late 70s, okay? They started changing the rules back then because if you watch football in like 1980, you'd think it was like gladiators. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, and they had the Mel Blunt rule. Oh, yeah. Things like that where they had to change it. But what he said one time when they kept changing the rules for the quarterback, and I guess he's pretty well right now, and they said, Jack, did you hear that you're not going to be allowed to hit the quarterback like this? And he never forget it. If you go on YouTube and you find it, he took a cigarette out of his mouth and said, what are you going to do, let him wear skirts? <laughs> Epic Jack Lambert. I go to that school now. Do I want corn quarterbacks pancaked? No. No. We don't want injuries. But when do you make it a call when you decide – What's roughing the passer and what's not? I'm confused. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. For most times, I'm, I'm confused. Now, if you pick up a quarterback and you drive him in the ground like they did Tua early in the year, you get your 15 yards. Or um, the, the game there where um, Mahomes is going out of bounds and um, uh, um, who was it? Um, guy on Buffalo gave him a shove. He ends up 10 rows yeah. in the outer bound. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you those 15 yarders. But if I pat a cake you in the back, and how many games do you see when the, the defensive guy realizes the ball's out of his hands and they pull their hands back? Yep, yep. You know what I mean? Or they try Because yeah, they're scared to get called for it. Exactly. And it's, and it's what if they, they don't want to fall on the guy? Yep. So then that's another penalty. So one of the things that I thought of in 2022 is some of the worst things I've seen is, let's go to the referee's convention and say, hey, how are you making these calls? What's the decision? Do you ever think they're going to have a show and say, dear fans, this is where we screwed up? You think we're going to have that, that show in the near oh, future? Oh, no, never. <laughs> Why not? Well, here at the house that happens, we're going to point it out just because we're on the fan side of the fans. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting really, really sick of it. And let's talk about another thing. Fourth quarter pass interference calls. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Did you see the um, Minnesota... Indie game yesterday. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> there was a fumble. Minnesota picked up and ran in the end zone. Why was not considered a touchdown? Why? Pass interference. I don't know, but the guy, they scrambled. The ball was clearly loose. He picked up the ball, and he ran in the end zone. Now, full disclosure here, I can't stand the Minnesota Vikings. You know, I simply can't stand. So for me, I have to sit here and defend that franchise is just beyond me. However, what was the difference? And I never, we never got a clear call from the referee. We never got a clear call from the brute. They said somebody was down. But when you see in the replay, it was like the Tyreek Hill. Remember the game in Tyreek when the fumble went and Tyreek ran up to the pile, grabbed the ball and took off yeah, and yeah, scored yeah. the touchdown? Basically, the defensive guy did the same thing. Same thing, thing. yeah. So why was Tyreek Hill's a freaking touchdown? And, the, and it wasn't Patrick Peterson. It was the other guy, Winston, or whatever his name in Minnesota. Why wasn't his a touchdown? I have no idea. That's what I'm no saying. No idea. So we're fans on watching these games, and we see this. We're looking with our own two eyes. We got an issue here, don't we? And that's what's taking away from me. If One of my worst things about 2022 will be the um, ridiculousness in the variety of bad calls made in either the NBA or the um, NFL. I throw the NHL in there too. In what respect? These makeup calls. The way I, oh. I never liked the way how they called uh, penalties in the NHL. Like last night's uh, Toronto Washington game had a good example where Toronto had already been given two power plays. Washington hadn't been given one yet. Ovechkin like he put Hall into the boards like head first. That should be a penalty. That should have been one hundred percent. But that's they what I'm talking about. The star thing. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah, they, they didn't call it just because there there wasn't you know there would be no room for that makeup call there, right? Exactly. You already gave Toronto two. You can't give him a third. But wait a second. I'm going to look at it this way. If I made that hit, 
I'm going straight to the box. Could be a star thing too. Oh, I'm 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 of the belief because like Ovechkin and he and you know on his pursuit to Gretzky, which I may be losing a beer to you about, <laughs> <laughs> especially after that hat trick the other night. Yeah. But um, I, and you know what? I like Ovechkin as a player. I'm not a Russian guy, but he's probably one of my favorite Russians due to the fact that he plays a North American style. However, if you drill a guy into the boards like he did last night, you go to the box. That's that's borderline five minutes. Hmm. He, hit him, it that he way. hit him from behind. True. He True. hit him from behind. He went into the boards. He was a defenseless. Now, now, if he had a like hip checked him into the boards or got to the side into the boards, we'll no, that's, take that's that. fine. You know what I mean? But then again, I seen Aberjack in Montreal do that the other night. Hip checked the guy behind and that perfectly clean. He went right to the box, and his check wasn't near as bad as what I seen on Ovechkin do. Well, maybe. Well, you know, Gary Bettman was an NBA guy, so maybe he's taking uh, a few pages from that <laughs> rule book. <laughs> We don't want to go there. We love you, Mr. Bettman, if you're listening, and you're welcome we do? anytime to the house that happens, okay? I'm going to say I'm a, I'm a Gary Bettman guy, which probably will get me rocks and eggs thrown at me as I leave the building, but that's another story. You know what I mean? Dad, watch yourself on the way out. <laughs> but I, 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 I'm not saying – I know what you're saying, and this is what I'm getting at is that I really don't understand, like, why a guy like Aberjack, if I'm saying his name right, can give a perfectly clean hip check that if this was 1988 or 1996, we would even be talking about it and i'm all about player safety too mm -hmm. you know what i mean let's get the player safety we don't want concussions and broken bones and stuff but hockey is a physical game and in some respects i think hockey is more physical than football because they're moving at much faster oh, yeah. speeds oh yeah you know what i'm saying you're playing like three times a week too three times a week at full speed with no load management Oh, and if I may say this too when we're discussing it, we'll get to our hockey show later, but I want to tell this to people that if you're really a serious sports fan, which I am, I don't have a ridiculous setup to watch all the games I can possibly can, and I do have a sports package and blah, blah, blah. I have found in the year 2022 for every good NBA game that I have seen, I have th seen three better NHL games. Excuse me. That's fair. NHL, like, I think... The first week or so, first two weeks, it's like always a little slow to start up. But then once you get to, you know, American Thanksgiving, Christmas time, then it really starts to ramp up that, you know, the guys are in mid-season form. You get some good games. I agree. Oh, no kidding. And it's the same thing now that we're getting finally good games in the NFL because now that the September preseason is over. So, I mean, you could throw October in preseason okay. mode as well this year. Some of the games, uh, the first half of the season were rough. So don't you a think that's a, don't you think that's like I say, uh, my favorite new sentence is hubris to incompetence? Because if you're a season ticket holder, you still got to pay for those games. And you've seen some mm -hmm. of those games the first couple weeks in the NFL. What about some of the first couple games in the NBA? <laughs> well, I was going to say for the NFL, like Aaron Rodgers skipping all that training camp, what good did that do for him and his Green Bay Packers? He looked like he couldn't get on the same page as a lot of his receivers. He finally did with um, oh, that young guy, number Watson. nine. Watson, thank yeah, you. Yeah. They, they finally have a good connection going, but how, that took half a season. And guess where Green Bay is going to be in a month? Oh, they're, on the golf course. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know what? My heart bleeds purple piss for Aaron Rodgers. And I'm going to tell you why. Because he's one of those sort of faces of the league. So, you know, after every game, he gets up behind the microphone. And it's like he's Moses coming down with the mountain with the tablets. And he's going to tell the world, this is how it is. Aaron Rodgers, shut up. Go do some more Athabasca. Or whatever it is. Ayahuasca? Ah, oh, I don't even know what it is. I do mushrooms. Stop it. You know what I mean? Get out of here. And then you're going to tell the world what you are. You know what? I have no... Um, I, I, for full disclosure, um, Mr. Milani doesn't have to discuss what kind of attire I'm wearing at the moment. But, but perhaps it leads itself to believe in why I'm not 
that much of a uh, Aaron Rodgers Green Bay guy. Well, I know you you bleed Detroit Lions blue, so there's a little bit of a hint for our audience <laughs> of, of uh, Cruz's attire here today on this wonderful Sunday afternoon. I think the best thing about 2022, if you had started the season and you had said week 15, the marquee game, there's Arizona and Denver going on today. You know what I mean? At the beginning of the season, you said an interconference game, Arizona, Denver, could be Kyler good. Murphy against uh, Kyler Murray against uh, Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson. A list defense with D Hop back. What are you going to say? I'm going to go watch paint dry before I watch that football game. However, what has happened? Would you have said the New York Jets and the Detroit Lions would have been a marquee game in Week 15? Oh, no to both. Oh, like no to both those teams being marquee. Oh, but here we are today, and and you know what? I'm excited. I guess the reason I'm at the house that happens is not I'm only a sports guy. I'm a sports fanatic, and therefore, if the Detroit Lions win today, I'm doing cartwheels, and I want it to be stated on the house that happens we'll be the first one in six team to ever come back and make the playoffs. How about that? That's a real fan story. That's stuff we want to talk about, and Campbell, our coach, and coming together. Now, and Goff. Okay, Goff, I said he's a bum, but he's our bum. I'll take it that way. <laughs> I think Goff deserves all the credit in the world for being comeback player of the year. He's up there in passing yards. He's top 10. Oh, right? 100%. So. And his, his completion percentage is most excellent. The thing that I'm still saying is that we, when we're winning games, we're front runners. I have, you know, and I've seen Goff come back a little bit, but his ability to come back in the fourth quarter under pressure sometimes questions me. So I don't want to stray too much because it's not the Detroit Lions show, but I certainly could make it that. You, you know what? His quarterback rating is uh, 97.9. That's most excellent as well, I would oh, say. Oh, I'm, I'm agreeing. We, my, my theory now is if I may be Detroit eccentric for a minute is, and all you Detroit fans that are listening out there, we may have four p choices in the top 20 this year. If things go well with the, uh, well, depends on what teams finish where. But we're like, we got the Rams pick. I think yep. we got our pick, and I think we've got another one. So, anyways, we got three picks or whatever in the first round. Well, that Rams one, that's going to be a top five, top oh, ten pick. Oh, that's sure. why I keep Rams that's a good keep player. Lo losing. The bottom line is, when you look at a franchise building like that, do we do we go for another quarterback? I don't think there's anybody in the draft. No, this year if, that the, if there's me. if there's not a guy, then like don't the push guy, it. Yeah, no, I see. No. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We 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 okay. Our defense. We need like a wide receiver. No, I'd go all defense. Okay. I'd take all guys that are defense. First of all, we're in the bottom three of defensive statistics due to the first six games of the year. We were on pace to be the worst defense in the NFL. Credit to uh, Coach Campbell, who has kind of twisted around. What well, In the last six weeks, we've been one of the better defensive units in the NFL. But mm -hmm. when you look at it from prorated over the whole season, we're still at the bottom of it when you look at yards sure, per game, sure. points per game, and stuff like that. But um, it's very interesting that we have at this point, like I said, we're talking about the Detroit Lions in week 15, and I want to tell everybody in America that does a sports show, and they say, oh, the Lions. That's what you get. Did you hear that? That's what you get. I'm tired of that. When we go to the Super Bowl, I'm going to tell all you guys to eat my shorts, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> Let's make the playoffs first with the Lions, uh, You right? know what? I'm not saying we're going to make the playoffs. I'm just going to say that as a fan-friendly thing, which is the reason why we buy sports, the Detroit Lions are going to be a great story if we do it. You know what Agreed. I mean? And if you see the fan base in Detroit, it's, it's going to be next level. You'll hear it all the way here to Toronto. Trust me, because that's the way it is. Well, I have a feeling that Detroit really could do it, too, because in front of them, Seattle is all of a sudden yep. looking weak. The Giants are all of a sudden looking weak. A big yep. game tonight against uh, the Commanders. But, uh, I mean, those are two teams just falling off the bandwagon completely. 
There's space for them to do it. I think we have if, to run the table. I even believe. if there's three, even if they're three and one, I think there's a good shot at it. I was looking at the other team's schedules. Oh, I did too, and I, uh, we could be okay. A big game is tonight. Like we have to win this afternoon, but it doesn't matter who oh, wins. Sure. Who wins tonight? The Commanders Giants game. One of those teams is going to be the second uh, playoff seed because Dallas has pretty well got it locked up. Yep. Okay, so we know we got the division winners in Dallas, and then we got to pick two more teams, correct? What are the two teams going to be? It's going to be, we're, we're right there. There's nobody else that's really going to be. It's going to be the Giants, Washington, and us. Because yeah. has anybody else really got a shot at it? No. You go to the West, the, the, the Western Conference, is, uh, the West, oh, the West Division, Division? Oh, has been be. horrible. But uh, we should <laughs> Well, give... just Seattle's hanging around. That's it, right? Well, Rams you... and Cardinals are out. Oh, 100%. But you, we got to give credit to the, the flow of a football season where now the San Francisco Giant, uh, San Francisco 49ers have got to be considered. Oh, like, they're the favorites in the NFC. They have to be. I'm not going to go there yet because I'm going to have to go through Philadelphia. And one of the other things about sports that always does is because it's it, with all the podcasts and the talking and the rhetoric and who's the MVP. Now that we're this late in the season, I could look at the MVP and I think that Jalen Hurts should get more credit than he is getting. Oh, I 100% agree. I think that Patrick Holmes will always be the MVP. He's going to be like the Michael Jordan thing. He should be the MVP every year, so let's give it to someone else. Uh, well, Jalen Hurts has the best uh, passer rating in the league, I believe. On a one-loss team? Yep. That should be enough. That's That should be credentials. Now, I'm going to ask you a question here. Do you think that they should have another award, or how are we going to work this? Because the MVP is going seem to be going to who's the best quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about that, hasn't there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's definitely a problem. I mean, I just I, I would go uh, what the CFL does. Most outstanding player kind of uh, takes away some of that, like... MVP. From, yeah, from the, take away from the, the quarterbacks. It kind of opens it up for, you know, players of other positions. You know, your running backs and your wide receivers to win this award. I agree, too. And you got to look at it. Okay, earlier in the year, it, it was looking that way, but we can't say now... Um, because Saquon Barkley is falling off the cliff a little bit with his with his injuries, has held back his production. But a guy like Tyreek Hill, you have to definitely consider him one of the most uh, outstanding players because he went to Miami and he lifted a team from being pretty good to playoff contention. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's huge. When one player can change the face of your organization to a point where Miami, who almost pulled it off last night, Almost. You know what I mean? We got to give them credit. A team that from Miami coming up to those pleasant weather conditions in Orchard Park last night. But they're a, they're another team that's kind of reeling here down the stretch as yes, well. Yes, they though. are. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think the the, the 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 Dolphins should make the playoffs. They should. I think they still will. I think they will too. And I I think Buffalo solidified themselves as the number one seed. Correct. Uh, they just guaranteed a playoff spot last night. But I mean the way how it's set up. Um, they're, I mean, the, the Chiefs can, The Chiefs are only a game behind, or I guess half a game behind yeah. technically, but the Bills have the tiebreaker. The, the ti yeah, so, so. Th they had to win last night. So the thing is, is that where do you want the AFC championship game? Do you want it in Arrowhead or do you want it in Orchard Park? Oh, if you're a Bills fan, you definitely want it in Buffalo. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's what they're hoping. Even though it was a very interesting football game last night, which goes back to our original premise about being fans and loving the game. Why is it taking us to week 15 to get – well, no, in the last few weeks, but you think back about that first month of the season, no one's going to talk about the quality of those games because now we're here. It's mm -hmm. fantasy football playoff time. It's uh, everybody's looking at who's going to make the playoffs in the NFL. So all of that garbage that we had to deal with back in o September and October is suddenly mute. 
So what does that make yep. us? Does that make us idiots? No, I don't think so. Well, I think that when, uh, well, let's get back to our original premise when we started here about the things that we dislike in 2022. Bad calls, load management, and poor quality games. That's yeah. my three biggest bitches about 2022. And in my opinion, we've seen too many bad games at the end of the, at the beginning of the NFL season. Yeah, that's true, right? Yeah, but it's, does it have to do with the fact that you can't hit in, in, in a training camp? You only put the pads on so many days. You only put on your helmet so many days. And that gets back to my other thing. Oh, let's make it softer for all the players because we're in a different generation. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Stop it. It makes me crazy. What do you mean? Is, is If you hit somebody in 1986, is it different from hitting them in 2022? Oh, I, I guess technically it is. In what way? <laughs> it's football. Hit the mofo, right? Oh, no. Let's put up the flag. Oh, and if you touch that wide receiver in the fourth quarter, the flag's going to go off. And let's change the game because instead of it being a fourth and kick, oh, we got a first down. Well, I think it's a lot of this. This is um, kind of like uh, just the NFL kind of doing a little bit of uh, control here just because they know the, the bad luck with like the head trauma. Oh, no, I, that, right? I mean, you know what? It's the same in any sport with hockey and all of that. I don't want people to get injured, and I understand the concussion protocol and all that, but I'm saying, like, a little bit about football, and I think the popularity stems not from whether it's um, concussions or anything like that. I think it boils down to two things, point spreads and fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Definitely it, does now. Of course it does. So what does it boil down to? The same thing we've been saying on the house that happened since we started coming on the air. What it really boils down to, it's all about money. Yep. It's all about money. However, before we talk about things, continue to talk about things that we dislike that happened in 2022, where do you think the Dan Schneider and Washington Commanders fiasco is going to lead to in the NFL? Oh, he's got to get kicked out, doesn't he? Okay, so... Because, like, to put it this way, the NFL, it's like, whatever, it's like their little club. The, the billionaires club. Yeah, exactly. Yep. They can kick him out if they want to. Then why haven't they rushed to do it? Because this week when they found... Well, because he's threatening to sue everybody. Isn't it? Like, I heard that too, but then when you heard... I think, I think it's a little bit of a complex situation. They got to watch because they know Snyder's a little bit of a, of a psycho. Of course that. And, and he's already pulled up. We know the Jerry Jones picture got brought up. Mm -hmm. John Gruden's at John a John Gruden's email, yeah. Um, Jim Ursay is shaking in his boots every day because we know Ursay's not the cleanest guy in the world. And even Mark Davis is out in Oakland is grumbling. Yep. So if you get on, and these are like the, the top guys that we're talking about. I like the fact that Jerry Jones and um, the owner of Atlanta just go Psh, the other way because I guess, and Robert Kraft, because these guys are the pillar owners yep. of, of it. And they have no real, you know what I guess you'd say, uh, dirty laundry, so to speak. Well, uh, thing on the, the Patriots owner kind of ah, did. He just needed an oil change. So what? <laughs> you know, he just went to the wrong place and there was cameras there. That's all. You know what I mean? But And I don't want to, I don't want to like downplay whether that was legal, illegal, or what's going on. Consider that Mr. Robert Kraft just got married recently again. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, he got married. That's where the big bitch was. Like, oh, Brady went to his wedding. Why They would never do that because the Patriot way says this. Oh, who was at the next table? Belichick. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? It's just the, I don't like the TMZ part of the game. 
You know what I mean? Oh, I we've, we've made that pretty clear, exactly. I think. Exactly. And I want to go back there when they bring that up. Listen, Robert Kraft is how old? And he had a wedding. And Tom Brady's like a, a son to him. And Belichick's like a brother. Wouldn't they show up at the man's wedding? Oh, yeah. Oh, and let's put it one step further. Mr. Kraft, well, is that because he's Jewish? I'm not sure. He had the wedding on a Friday. Okay. So that took away from the, the pregame, and guys can still get to the game and do all that stuff properly. Um, so I don't think that's really an issue. What the issue is is that you got an owner like Dan Snyder stirring up this much talk. I think that the monolith that is the NFL has made a huge mistake because they tried to cover it up a couple years ago. When, when Goodell, yep, yep, yep. you know what I mean? He said, okay, we got a thing in Washington. Can we whitewash this a bit so the fans don't know about it? We don't want to know that this is going on in the Washington organization. Mm. Do you think this could backfire on Goodell at all? I think that Goodell is in the most weirdest position in sports due to the fact that he is the owner's henchman. He is the owner's dirty work guy. Yeah, he he's, their, the he's their mouthpiece. He's their mouthpiece. So basically... He can't win for losing in most cases because he has to speak for the owners, and at the same time, he's supposed to be judge and jury. That's yep. a tough job, bro. Oh, for sure. That's a tough. That's why he gets the big bucks. Oh no, he gets a ridiculous amount of money. But I'm still saying, I think that Godell's there until he he's just going to be like Pete Rozelle and who was the guy before him with the, the glasses? Oh, I'm having a brain fart. The previous um, NFL commissioner. They yeah, stay there yeah. until they retire, basically. Yep. So when Goodell is done, I think he'll say, okay, I'm done. I'm going to retire because, first of all, the owners trust him. Mm -hmm. He's got a pretty good track record. Um, he he uh, always veers it. To, he seems to try to veer things in a fan-friendly way, but even I don't agree with it all because when I see the fourth quarter calls and the now Denver-Arizona game being on <laughs> national TV, okay, it doesn't always work out the way that he planned. However, Well, it's a, well that Denver-Arizona one, that's just a 4 o'clock game, so... Agreed. Uh, but, but in any event, you know what I'm saying? Like how they marquee it. I think that um, Goodell tries to keep everything on a level playing field, and life doesn't work like that. No, no. You, you know what I mean? So I give him credit for having doing the job that he has been doing. However, I think that he's a, not he's not a pawn. Let's not say he's a pawn. No, no. Okay, because he's had to wheel him through this whole um, Black Lives Matter thing, the kneeling down, yep. the Colin Kaepernick. Now you got the Daniel, the Dan Schneider stuff. You've got the uh, the constant injury concussion protocol stuff that he's got to deal with, and all of this is not the fun of the NFL. That's the dirty part of mm -hmm. the NFL, or the part that we don't want to bring to the front page, so to speak. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. So, what are your call is before we because we, we want to move to the next crazy thing is the contracts. What or do you think that the playoffs in the NFL are going to stay the way that they are right now? Oh, I think there's still a lot of movement to be to be had. I mean, Baltimore is completely falling off a cliff. I think they Baltimore is it. in huge trouble. Oh, 100%. You know, and Lamar doesn't come back because he's two weeks away, correct? Part, part of me thinks it doesn't even matter if he comes back or not. That team is just like, they're they're a weird team anyways, don't no you think? No wide receivers. Yeah, it's a big problem. Okay. They, they have one receiver, NFL? Mark Andrews. And he's tight beat end up. It. Yeah, exactly. And he's beat up, you know? And I thought they'd use their running game more, but I took Cleveland. Well, they had J.K. Dobbins injured all year. That was a problem, too. Exactly. I and I think it, he has good games, bad games, but this is one of those things if you're really following the NFL. I took Cleveland all day yesterday. In everything I was involved, I played a pro line in my pools, in my parlays. I put Cleveland everywhere, and go, and, and it's only because what Deshaun Watson has showed up, mm -hmm. and Cleveland's got defense. Yeah, right? they, got, they have good defense. They yep. had a great defense, and and look at it this way: Cleveland didn't light it up yesterday. 
They didn't need to. <laughs> okay, they didn't light it up, and they got the W, which is a bit too late because even if Cleveland runs the table, no, they're done. They're, they're, they got no chance. I mean, the gamble with Deshaun was great, but next year is going to be a whole new story because when you start that division next year, you're going to have Burrow, Lamar, Deshaun, mm-hmm. and who am I missing? Well, Pittsburgh. Oh well, but. that could be you quarterbacking for them. We don't know yet because they seem to be in that position. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be another bad year for Pittsburgh next uh, year too. Yet. They've got a couple draft choices. I'm just saying this. I don't mm-hmm. see any quarterback That's in the, the thing. draft. That's the thing. But it's always the hype. And you know what I remember when you hype? People remember this. Okay, where are they now? And this is just six years ago. Well, let's go six, seven years ago. Cam Newton was the MVP. Yeah. He's not even in the league. No. Nope. Okay. Now, let's talk about the two generational quarterbacks that were drafted one and two, and what are they doing today? Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. Jameis Winston. <laughs> and Marcus Mariota. And Marcus Mariota. Yeah, and now they're both fringe starters. They're barely hanging on to their roster spots in the league. I think Winston's going to be okay because he's had the injury. He's going to come back, and he's proven because he's thrown for 4,000 yards. And Yeah, he, but, I mean, the, isn't the, uh, aren't the Saints doing better with Andy Dalton this season? Oh, that's questionable. Yeah? That's questionable. I was under the impression that that was the case. But. No, I don't believe that at all. Because, first of all, Andy, if Andy Dalton could get out of a way of a pass rush, maybe New Orleans would have won for a few more games. Because New Orleans is a got a solid defense. Yep. You know what I mean? It's the offense that's been the issue. Exactly. And what about in Atlanta? What's their issue? They brought in Mariota. What does he look like? Oh, my God. He, he looks like a bum. Well, let's let's see. Remember that throw that he threw on his back and he just threw it away because he was in panic mode? <laughs> oh, my God. That should put him on the bench for at least a year. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, what, be- what are you doing? You're, you're a pro quarterback. It's not it was his first game. He's been in the league now six years. Yeah, like you said. Yeah, and what did he do? He threw the ball to where? You no, know no. what? My dog wouldn't do that. Okay? Like, stop. Yeah, I was going to say, calling that a rookie move would be an insult to the rookies. It would be an insult to the rookies. And speaking of quarterbacks in the NFL and how things go, there's a certain dichotomy that I look at and says, the significance of quarterbacks is, let's just look at two franchises that are going to start quarterbacks today. Oh, one that won't start. What about the Russell Wilson BS in Denver? He's not starting today either, is he? I think he's knocked out. They're going to let Rippy Inch play? I believe. Uh, again, that's another I would one. Sit, I would sit Russell Wilson for the rest of the year so he wouldn't take beat up and hope he's the comeback player of the year because there's a mess there. And the other one is the Mike Wilson situation. Or Zach Mike White? Wilson. No, no. Oh, Zach, oh, Wilson. Zach Wilson, Wilson and the Jets. And the Jets. They just sat this guy down because he was a complete idiot. Okay? Yeah. Like, no respect for the game, no respect for his no respect team. For, yeah, no respect for his teammates. That was, yeah, yeah, that, was, okay. that was dumb. Okay, now it's two weeks later and it's the biggest game of the year for the Jets and they got to bring him back. So you know what's going to happen? Do you think that was the right move, not putting him in instead of Flacco? I think that they knew that the Detroit pass rush with uh, Hutchinson in our other corner would kill. They'd kill Flacco? They'd kill Flacco. So I think what they're doing is they're bringing in Zach Wilson for the movement factor. Mm. I, I really believe that because Detroit in the last, not, not because I'm a disciple, their pass rush has really improved in the last few games. Like, we can get at the quarterback. Yeah. One of the things that we did last week when we beat the Giants is, or we beat Minnesota, what did we do? We got after Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. game before that, we got after Daniel Jones. 
So we do have, and we almost beat Buffalo on Turkey Day because what? We got after Josh Allen. So I believe that the reason that they, they didn't start Joe Flacco is they didn't want to see his freaking epitaph being part of the grass at the, uh, <laughs> what do they call that stadium that New York plays in, MetLife? MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Yeah, so they're going to be playing there. So they didn't want him to get killed. But that just tells you the story of the NFL, of the NFL and the significance of quarterbacks, which gets us back to the question is, should it be most outstanding player or should it be MVP? Yeah, let's go most outstanding player. Let's let's have some fun. Yeah, you know what I mean. MVP, it's too. It's always about like the storylines and stuff. Which, like, granted, I guess you have writers voting for this award, so that kind of makes sense. But I mean, if it's it's it doesn't make sense in that like you're always just like, oh, we're not going to give it to him because that's boring. It's like, well, it's not about that. It's about who deserves it. That's what I say. I agree. So if people are out there listening, the house that happens, hey, we, we want we want the most outstanding player because we're never going to get a Lawrence Taylor to win an MVP again in my lifetime, I don't think. No. You know what I mean? And can I say this one more time, and I've said it a number of times, Mika Parsons is not Lawrence Taylor. No, he's okay, not. No, I'm not saying he's not a good player. All pro, great, but like I'm saying, in some games he didn't get his pass rush in, and guess what? Dallas can't protect the back end. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? Great player. Let's not dismiss Micah Parsons. But can I say one other thing that's really pissed me off about 2022? Let's hear it. Why do we got to talk about certain teams all the time, whether or not they suck or they don't suck? So let's go on the shows. What teams are going to talk? You're always going to hear about the Dallas Cowboys. You're always going to hear about the Los Angeles Lakers. You're always going to hear about the New York Yankees. You know what I mean? Why? Why can't we hear about other teams? And I'm going to give you an example. Mr. Milani, and here's, we're here, here's where it raises its ugly head. Five years ago, you couldn't stop talking about the New England Patriots, could you? Oh, no. They were all over the sports shows. Of course. okay, Not now, so much anymore. Aren't they still a great franchise? <laughs> aren't they supposed to be great? Now they're, the not, whole, they're not the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, well, what, what makes the Dallas Cowboys? That's what I'm saying. Why do we got to hear about the Dallas Cowboys every week? Yeah, they do it. They, it's their marketing. Let's be real. It all comes back to marketing. Point well, and just like it. and just like their fan base is just big. It's 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 just the reality of the sport. It's just like how like no matter what in Canada, like it's Toronto Maple Leafs all the time. Okay, now this year the Toronto Maple Leafs are doing something which we'll get to later. But there uh, was there was a decade where they were awful, and they still got <laughs> and, they, all the and they still like and you still went uh, and they still wouldn't shut up about them. Okay, uh, but my point is this: is that I um two of my favorite sports people that talk who are older of the old generation have come straight out. One is my favorite, Tony Kornheiser. If you're listening to this, huge shout out to you and Will Bond. I love you guys forever. He said, why are we talking about the Lakers? And then Christopher Russo, who is known for putting sports talk radio on the map, said, why are we talking about the Lakers? (laughs) Like, why are we talking about the Lakers? Okay, now they're sneaking back up and I get it. Like, you know what I mean? I think the Lakers will make the playoffs. But my, my bitch is this, like... We can't talk more about the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant, who are rising up is to be one of the premier teams in the uh, in the uh, NBA. Why aren't we talking about uh, the New Orleans Pelicans and the emergence of Zion Williamson? That one's a bit surprising that they've been kind of flo- like number one under the team radar. in the radar. Yeah, I know, I know, it's insane. So meanwhile, we're going to talk about the drama in LA, and we're not going to talk about that. A team like New Orleans has got a base of uh, Ingram, Valanciunas, McCollum. And Zion, that's they, those four can go yep. up against any four players in the league. Yeah, Does strong any, core. You got it. Does anyone ever talk about that strong core? 
Now, Not here's really. a little, here's a weird thing about it that, that drives me about why we talk about teams in the NBA. Everybody knows I'm a huge John Morant fan. Okay? Now, John Morant is getting a little bit more press. Is it because of his style of play? You think so? I don't know. The guy's very flashy and very athletic. Very, uh, like, he's do- when he's on the court, he's dominant yeah. at times. However, I think he's going to kill himself. He keeps flying through the air like that. That's another story. But um, Memphis, Zion, it gets back to our original premise about they, they promote stars. Yeah. They're not seem- they, they promote Zion, but they're not promoting Memphis. Even though I thought Charles Barkley was offline when he says, could John ja Morant do to make his team better? What did he do the other night in another classic, supposedly classic game? 21-10-10 and 10, or 29-10-10. and 10. Oh, by the way, that was a marquee game. Yep. Milwaukee and Memphis. Did you see what happened in that game? I missed that one. You got to tell me. Jonas, how do you feel today? Getting sodomized in public by a guy half your size named John ja Morant. At one point, uh, Memphis was winning by 42 points. Damn. 42 points. That's my, who I think, Giannis, is the best player in the NBA. And when I started, if you go back and see our previous shows in the house that happened, I said what? Yeah, Giannis was the best player. Player in the NBA, Morant, Morant's going to get there. But after the night, I'm going to tell you this much. If you're not watching enough basketball, please watch the Memphis Grizzlies. They may be the most fun team in the league. Yep. Even though New Orleans has got their core and their fun, it's the way that Memphis plays as a team. Do you see that little dance they do coming to the, the hallway when they mm-hmm. got the game on? They got a theme song. And the whole team is dancing on their way to the court. I love that kind of stuff. People say, is that hubris? No, you're home. Yeah. You're home. Put on a show for the fans. Put on a show on fans. And why do we watch sports? Shouldn't it be number one for the fans? Yep. But speaking of fans, I think you want to discuss some of the things that have happened in baseball in the last week. Yes, we should definitely talk about uh, baseball. Some of the, I guess, massive contracts. That might be an understatement. Hideous contracts. Oh, my God. Carlos Correa is kind of the one that's... uh, Everyone's been talking about 13 years, $350 million to play with the San Francisco Giants. I love Korea. I got him on my fantasy baseball team. Would I pay him that money? Not a chance. Is this a case where... He's going to be 41 when that contract's over. You think he's going to even hit 30 home runs then? At the end of that, no. He's had injury problems already. Like, he missed a bag load of games last year with Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He's been on the uh, DL when he was in Houston. So now you're going to give a guy who has, I'm not saying he's injury prone, but he has spent an inordinate amount of time on the DL. And you're going to give this guy a 13-year, what, $350 million contract? It's a little ludicrous. I'm going to say this. Just because you have money, does that mean you have to spend it? I think from the Giants, what I, my theory is that, like, they were going all in on Judge, and this is kind of like their consolation prize. They're like, oh, we're just going to go after the next best guy. Okay. Not saying that's right or wrong, but I think this is that's their logic. Okay, so my date tonight, because she's single, was going to be Giselle, but Giselle didn't make it, so I got the um, waitress down at Hooters instead. <laughs> okay. She could be nice. I'm not saying she isn't, but, I mean... You know what I'm saying? There seems to be a fall-off here from Judge to Korea. And Judge, and Judge is another contract I'll question because he's never going to hit 60 home runs again. No. But maybe he can at, at Yankee Stadium. I doubt it. I, I doubt, doubt it either. I think he'll hit 40-some all the time. He should. Okay. He should. Uh, agreed. But he's another guy with a contract like that, which brings us to our beloved Toronto Blue Jays. Did we do the right thing by not spending a lot of money considering the contracts that we're going to have to put out in the next couple of years? 
I mean, I'm looking at a lot of these deals, and it's hard to justify the Jays just throwing around that kind of money, especially like these Judge, Correa, Turner, Bogarts deals. Oh, the Bogarts one's going to just – we didn't even bring up the, the – but ridiculous. Even uh, like Brandon Nimmo, who was thought to be a Jays uh, target, he got eight years, $162 million. And you know what? I think that was wise that the, the crew in Toronto, Aiken Shapiro, backed off. They were in the hunt for that. They were up, up in, until the years came mm-hmm. in, and they backed off. I heard about that on MLB Network because, like, he, the Jays were right there. Yep. One of the guys, like the last one of the last suitors is there. I want to give a big shout out to Atkins and Shapiro for not blowing that money. By the way, I'm just so, so tired of hearing that though. With like that and Verlander's like, oh, the Jays were one of the last ones there. It's oh, like, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, cares? I don't want, oh, yeah, exactly. Good point. You I don't want to hear that either. I don't uh, want to be a bridesmaid. I'm going to Ricky Bobby mentality. If he ain't first, you're last. That's right. Exactly. What's wrong? Well, you know what? What's wrong with that thinking? What is wrong with that thinking? I don't want to come in second. You never who is second. No, I don't want to. It's especially for a free agent. Who cares? Exactly. You you, it doesn't matter. Whatever. You didn't get him. That was the point. Okay. It looks like Argentina's about to win here. Uh, they won in penalties. Oh. I didn't understand that either. <laughs> you, you were on a roll. I didn't want to stop you. <laughs> Anyways, I think that before we get out of here, we have to give a big shout out to Argentina, who are now the World Cup champions for what is the fourth time? Third time. Third time? Third t- first time since 1986. With Maradona. Maradona, yeah. Wow, it's since been that long? It's been that long. Wow, I did not know Well, the know Argentina that. soccer club, they've been a little bit in, in a disarray. Like, even... The last year, won, last the year they won Copa America. That was the first time since '93 that they had won Copa America with again Maradona. Agreed. So like, this is obviously they're starting to figure things out back out again, which is nice since you know Messi is on his way out. So, do you ever think the politics of a country have the effect on the soccer team? Oh, of course. Why do you think Brazil hasn't been able to win in 20 years? Maybe that's the reason why Argentina took so long to win because Argentina politics is not what you'd call the mm-hmm. most stable thing in the last 20 no. years. You know what I mean? Yeah, like with Brazil, I I can't remember if I said this last week, but if you had told me right after that 2002 World Cup, even going into the 06 World Cup, if you were going to say to me, Brazil will not win another World Cup the next 20 years, I would have said you were insane. Oh, I would have had you drug tested. Yeah. You know what that I team mean? Was, especially like 06, like I, I think I may have said this on the show already. We did, in my class, like we're, we're in an Italian area, so we're all into soccer. We did a little poll. Who's going to win the World Cup? Overwhelmingly, everyone chose brazil the two people that said italy we laughed we're like oh they're not winning get out of like who was this and then they end up winning which is is the least expected like surprises you know well that's still a good thing for sports anytime a team comes back like that or or you get the unexpected and you get great games oh uh, yeah we all love that that was a great world cup yes it was and i i believe now that this world cup is going to be considered one of the better world cups do you think I mean, I, the fact it was in Qatar still kind of puts a, oh, a little gee. bit of a stain on that. But oh, uh, gee. I mean, in terms of the on-field uh, product, I mean, I thought it was pretty successful. I'm going to be honest. Full disclosure, I can give a flying whatever about the World Cup, and I found myself watching it a little more than usual. Or is that just because it's the four-year thing and I better check out what's going on? I'm not sure, but I've seen some quality games. Oh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to that Croatian-Brazil game. To me, which was one of the most fun games I've ever watched in my life. Oh, especially like the knock- all those knockout stage games. They were all incredible. Exactly. The, the France-England tussle was freaking great. Do you ever figure that Harry Kane's still not sleeping? 
<laughs> and he's got to play against that or play with that French keeper in uh Oh, in a week's and you time know too. what? And, you know, and that's cool, but he's one of those guys like you know in the history of soccer and you know this better than me. Some guys will never get on the Pantheon because when they get there, something crazy happened and they don't win. Like what was that Portuguese star back in the day before Ronaldo? Yeah, he, he the headbutt it guy. Is he yeah, the headbutt yeah. the headbutt guy who was it? Remember him? He was a great player. We don't even remember. Look, I can't remember his name. Why? Because they didn't win. Okay, that's it. Everybody forgets about the other Ronaldo in Brazil. Why? He didn't win. What do you mean? He won a World Cup. Did he win a World Cup? Two thousand two. He won gold ball that tournament. Oh, yeah, he was that's MVP right. of the tournament. Was it the next one? Is we had the head? When what was the guy when he had the head injury? I, I gotta, I, I gotta see about that because I think it might have been he, the next one. Remember, he all got weird and he didn't yeah. play in the finals. No, but oh two, he he scored okay, a couple. Yeah, no, uh, he scored in the finals. Did he? Yeah, he did. I did not know that. I just know that. Remember one time I was watching him get in the end and they didn't win his. Um, uh, he had, remember he had a headache or he had some weird something in the final and he didn't, I don't know, he didn't play as well as he did. I'd like to research that and find out. But I mean, I guess we do remember yeah. him, but there's a few other guys that are around. Beckham never won anything. No, it never made it past the quarterfinals, I no, believe. No, Beckham didn't win. Yeah, Ronaldo had two games that final against Germany in 02. Oh, he did? Yeah. God bless him. God bless him. Oh, you know he was I mean? a he was a machine. That guy, he was a beast. Oh, he definitely was. I like. We it. saw that ball that coming at you. You're we like, oh shit. I always thought he was one of the guys. If you know anything about Earl Campbell, he's the closest guy I seen to Earl Campbell thighs as a soccer player. Oh yeah. Because you know most soccer players have great legs anyway. Come on, they're they're kicking all the time. Oh, yeah. But he had those freaking ham hocks between the knee to the waist that you go. Oh yeah. Why aren't you playing football, buddy? <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Big shout out to Argentina to win it and does yeah, this, congratulations. Congratulations to. Argentina, the country is going to be on a two-day. No one's going to work. <laughs> Maybe for a week. For a week, whatever the case may be. But the big thing is this. When we came into this tournament, and like I said, full disclosure, I'm not a fan, it came down to who was going to get their legacy, Ronaldo or Messi. Yep. Who was going to put the period on the sentence for their career? And I guess Messi's the winner. For, like, obviously, 100%. Like, I that, think this makes him the GOAT. Really? Yeah, this has to. He's, wow. he's, he's won everything now. That's true. He got his Copa America. He got his World Cup. Got his Champions League. Oh, oh, yeah, exactly. He's got his champions. So, wow. He's got everything. Not many players have that Troika, do they? No, no. No, because that, that's huge, right? So, he's got Copa America. He's got champions. Yeah. And now he's got World Cup. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's a resume that even Ronaldo doesn't have. Nope. Pele might, right? Pele, he's got. Because I don't think they had Copa America back then, though, did they? I think they did. They had some tournament like that. He, he probably, yeah. whatever, he had, like, whatever, his own, their own version of that. But, yeah. Pe the Pele didn't play in Europe that much, so did he? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know, think, I think so. Because the money so. wasn't as quite as no, crazy he came, back to, then. he came to America to play. Yeah, he played for the New York Cosmos. Yeah. Love George that logo, by the way. What? I love that logo. Oh, yeah. With, uh, what was his name? Like, Giorgio Cinciglia. Yeah, the Italian guy. The Italian yeah. guy. Yeah, he was crazy. They were all old past their time, and all the girls showed up for him, which I thought was cool. <laughs> Anybody that got a soccer game and girls are showing up for the guy. He was, uh, if you check that time there, there was a lot of crazy people in New York then. There was Vitas Garolitis. There was Cinciglia. There was Ron Duguay. There was, uh, who else? All of those guys that were no more that were known for... Their reputations off the field. Okay. Is that the way? Oh, it, was, it was a crazy time for New York sports, really, oh, in the 70s. Was, yeah. Yes, all of that. And plus, they had Reggie in New York. Yep. 
You know what I mean? So it was, and the Knicks actually won a couple championships in the 70s. The Islanders were getting ready for their oh, dynasty. Oh, yeah. You know what? Can I say something about the New York Islanders? How come those teams are never brought up? We should do a subject about that in hockey. I, I think it's just literally the setting. Like, they're new, the Rangers' little brother. They're never never really able to shake that. No, but they were, like, if you go Oh, they were the, dominant for a decade. Oh, they were unbelievable. You know what I regret about that? The Habs, those Habs and those Islanders never got to play in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's thing. really sad. Like, the Montreal Canadiens of that era and the New York Islanders never got to play in a playoff game. The Leafs got the better of the Islanders oh. in those days. Oh, though. yeah, and then they'd see Montreal and no, get yeah, bit slapped. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Which was a weird dichotomy because that takes away from great players. We'll have a show about this. Is like, I think Daryl Sittler has never got his due now. As um, great a player as he was, he never got his in due. In Toronto, he does. I think well, in Toronto, he's... Uh, Gets a lot of love here. Maybe, oh. maybe with the rest of the league, maybe not. I don't know. Well, you got to do more because I seen somebody the other day that said um, they they put up a picture of Marcel Dion and they said, "What do you think of this guy?" A bunch of people didn't know who he was. I can see that. That's that makes a lot right. of sense. I, I... He was a bulldog hockey player, but he just lived the, that, that that cool life in L.A. <laughs> All those yeah, after, years after uh, he left Detroit. Right? Oh no! Yeah. Have you ever heard the famous story about the Olympia parking lot? He left town quick. Oh, really? he, could, he couldn't stand Detroit. One night he came out and he seen guys hijacking a car or something crazy. Uh, let me tell you this, people, about the Olympia in the 70s. Everything they said about it, it's true. most of it was true. Well, was, I, I want to just get to it, like we our baseball point. Uh, I just want to finish uh, off with a closing point there. We never finished, but uh, hopefully this doesn't lead to a work stoppage in 2026. I believe it will. Oh, boy. I believe it will. And I'm saying there's going to be a work stoppage in the NBA next year, too. I, I could believe Something's that. Something's got to shake, bro. Like, like I, we've been we've been ranting about. What about the TV people? What about the fans? Yep. What about when you buy a sports package? What if you come from Timmins, Ontario, and LeBron D James has yeah. load management? Yeah, I can't imagine the ratings on ESPN or TNT are great when LeBron. My son told out. me yesterday that he checks and he's a big fan of the NBA. He's checking this and he said that the ratings are the lowest at this time of the they've been in years. And here's another thing. That I'm not looking forward to the Christmas games. I can say that. Oh, I'm going to tell you this much. You're lucky that the NBA, the NFL only put three games on because the ratings for the NBA on Christmas days are going to go way down because how many NFL football games are on? Three. It's a triple header. Triple header of football. I know what I'm going to be watching on Christmas Day. Oh, I bet you I'm watching too. But we are actually setting up two TVs for the day because just in case there's not many sports on. But the NBA is going to take a beating on Christmas Day this year, and that's their marquee day. It's nuts. It's you nuts. know what I mean? And I'm not going to feel bad for him. No, neither am I. And we're not going to feel bad. So as we before we go out the door, just remember this. We're hoping that 2023 is going to be a great year. So my predictions for 2023 are going to be this. The Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win a playoff round. Oh, I like that. The, the Toronto Blue Jays are going to make it to at least the American League championship game. Whoa, that's bold, sir. I'm saying that right now we're going to make it the championship game, and I believe that Taylor Swift is going to have Tom Brady's baby. <laughs> one of these is a little bit more Okay, I'm just saying, you want to say bold predictions? I thought that's pretty good. The Jays, like the, I think the easy one is the Toronto Maple Leafs winning a playoff series finally. I the, hope so. Okay, you know, we're going to get to that in a bit. Um, and I also want to say that I do believe the Toronto Blue Jays can get that far in the playoffs. Whether or not Taylor Swift has Tom Brady's story, we'll leave that up to TMC. You know what I'm saying, bro? Oh, yeah. Uh, my bold prediction, I think the I think the Raptors are going to trade Van Vliet soon. Wow. Yeah. Because of the opt-out? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, the contract is a big reason, but just the way the team's going right now, like honestly, I would try moving Scotty Scotty Barnes to point guard. No, I think he's too big. We gotta get somebody else to play there. But I hear what you're saying. We should have talked a little bit more about our Raptors, but the Raptors drove me crazy this week. I couldn't even take them in, and I'm glad Same we didn't here. bring them up. In any way, let's wrap it up. Before we like to go, we'd like to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and a very good New Year. We hope you're listening. We're going to be expanding our extravaganza in the New Year's. We're going to let you know because we're going to be on all the social media sites where we might give you some live visuals just so you can see how ugly I am. But at that point, hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. Thank you so much for listening. This is the house that happens, and we're out of here.